the ego is a beautiful part of you, right? We need to love all sides of us. And the ego is part of that. And what I found is that the ego resides in a few stories. It's like more is better. So I need more of this in order to feel better is a story of the ego and also around identity. It's like, this is who I am. Who I am is my job, my title, my name, my gender, whatever. Ego really wraps itself in identity. But mostly, especially for people who are achieving and wanting to achieve more, the ego wraps in more is better. I need more. And therefore we ask ourselves a question of how do I get that? Well, I'm really starting to shift and I'm encouraging a lot of people create a shift as well is you can actually build a business from the story of what can I give. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Goodwin, and I'm so glad to have you with me today as always. Thank you so much for your shares and your downloads and for being a subscriber. I love being on this voice journey with you. And I've got a great episode for you today. Really incredible guest joining me. But quickly, I want to remind you to always keep an eye on the Work With Me tab over at the website, CaptivateTheRoom.com. I am always doing something, whether it's a challenge or looking for course testers or new workshops coming out. Got a podcaster workshop coming up that if you're interested in doing a podcast, having your own podcast, or maybe you want to get more guest episodes on podcast, definitely don't want to miss that one-time workshop that I've got coming up. Now, let me tell you a little bit about my guest today, Tyson Sharp. Now, I met Tyson online We're in several groups together, and then he has his own amazing group that we're going to talk about in today's episode. But I was really stunned at how much our work is aligned. I mean, I knew his work, but in the interview, I really realized just how incredibly aligned our work is. And I know that what he has to say today is really going to benefit you in regards to the work that that I teach, this is going to take it to a whole nother level. Let me give you a little information on Tyson. If you've ever felt as though you need to achieve to feel worthy of love, your growth may not come from another business strategy, but a shift in consciousness. Tyson has coached hundreds of online business owners, helping them transcend their patterns of fear, doubt, and frustration so they can build a more conscious business as an extension of their personal awakening. He does this by connecting ancient wisdom, Eastern philosophies, and Western psychology with modern-day business building. Tyson is the creator of the online community Connect, Contribute, Collaborate, and is also the host of the Awaken Your Business podcast. He believes that when you build a business from flow, creativity, 
and love, the universe will gift you opportunities that mirror the inner peace you feel. I just love that. If you're ready to take your heart's leap and create a meaningful difference, Tyson's superpower is helping you to develop your wings to fly. I know you're going to really benefit from this conversation with Tyson. Let's head on over to the show. Tyson, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you with me today. Hey, I'm excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I'm really excited about this conversation. Now, let me give you guys just a little bit of backstory. Tyson and I are in a similar business group and we connected through that business group. And now we have so much in alignment that I had to bring him on the show. I want him to talk about his amazing work that he does in so many different areas. So let's just dive right in. Let's just dive right in and go to the backstory, which is tell us what you do and how you got there. Yeah, sure. So the the backstory, where to start? So I basically uh, did six years of university in all areas of psychology, organizational psychology, uh, human resources, all those different things. But like uh, many people leaving university had no clue what I wanted to do. Uh, I basically described myself like a lost little puppy, just had absolutely no no idea. Um, and so I basically jotted off to Canada, I lived in Canada for two years, uh, where I definitely experienced, uh, definitely experienced the cold. Um, but the, the, be- the best, thing, best thing about that trip was I learned the difference between happiness and fulfillment because I was happy day in, day out. I was snowboarding, I was traveling, I was meeting cool new people, uh, hit a few dance floors here and there. And, uh, and so on the surface, very, very happy. Um, but deep down, something was missing, and I could definitely sense that uh, there was a lack of fulfillment. You know, we all get that uh, that that fear or that knot in your stomach. You know, when you have that thing that's missing, and that was me. I was experiencing that more and more, and I realized I didn't have that mission, that purpose, that that you know that reason why I'm here, that example that I want to be. And so that's really what shifted me into the uh, into the personal development space and where I actually, while I was over there, invested half of everything I had in the bank Mm -hmm. and jumped into my first online coaching course. And so learning all the tactics, tools, and strategies of how to create rapid change in people. And I just fell in love with it. I I was in Banff. So in the, in the Rockies, Mm. Canadian Rockies. And once I started studying this stuff, I was basically locked in my room and, mm. uh, and just studying this nonstop. And I was bawling my eyes out watching these interventions of people creating rapid change. And something just hit me so emotionally. I'm like, okay, this has to be something that is my dharma, my calling. It just feels so aligned. And so I moved back to Melbourne where I'm from, uh, basically started my online coaching business where I was, uh, I just started coaching people and started uh, helping business owners really transition through the fears, the doubts, the frustrations, the overwhelm, whatever comes up uh, on the on the emotional journey of of you know getting yourself out there and putting yourself out to the world. And uh, I created a huge shift within myself. And many people listening can will at some level register with this as well because I found myself after a few years really hooked and attached to results, really attached and emotionally hooked by 
external circumstances, right? So I was growing my business and I was doing well. I was hitting some milestones and growing, you know, my online community and I was, you know, hitting my first 10K months and all those different, you know, little milestones when you're getting started. Uh, But I found myself very, very uh, attached to my social media posts, if they did well, Mm. the type of income I was making, the type of clients I had, all those different things would would basically frustrate me when that, that didn't come about. And so what I basically did was instead of taking action from that place of fear and scarcity and lack, I took a shift and actually just started to sit with it. I started to sit with it and allowed all that fear and doubt and frustration to be there because I started realizing that most people are building a business in order to fill that void within themselves. They're trying to get that next level of success so they can feel enough, so they can feel safe, so they can feel loved. And I recognized that within myself. And so instead of taking action from that place, I took up a meditation practice and through meditation, I was able to hold a loving safe space for all of the fear, the frustration, the sadness, the doubt, all those, all those knots that were in my stomach earlier on. And to my surprise, they started to leave. They started to transcend. They started to move on. And that's really when I started to realize that there's more of a, a, a consciousness shift and a spirituality to business that most people are missing and most people are lacking. And so that's really what I help people do now is transition through the fears, the doubts, the frustrations um, and incorporate their spirit, incorporate their, their soul's mission into their business um, from a place of love and a place of, a place of passion. Okay. Now you see why I brought him on the show, right? <laughs> okay. So there's so many nuggets I wrote down that you just, you just have already said so much. And I want to nut some of this out just a little bit. What, okay, let me see where I want to start. Happiness was the first thing you talked about. Happiness versus fulfillment. They're two different things. Yes. And do most people in the world function? Well, we, we probably have other categories as well. The people that don't function in happiness or fulfillment, they they function in anger and frustration and sadness and grief as well. But let's talk about that just a little bit. Happiness and how we, we, how does that differ from fulfillment? And are many of us in an illusion with that? Because we we're happy in the day-to-day. We're grateful yeah. in the day-to-day, but really is there something more? Yeah. I was invited to talk into a, uh, a, it was a zoom call and it was a business group. Um, and it was a business team and there was about 40 people in there. Mm. And I was, I was coaching people through some of, these, some of these concepts. And one lady I was talking to said, oh, yeah, I'm happy day in, day out. Mm-hmm. And I asked her a question that brought her back a bit and that really, really rocked the way she sees the world. And I said, are you happy because your external circumstances match what your ego thinks they should be? Or is that happiness flowing through you regardless of what's happening outside of you? And that was a question for her. She was like, oh, my God, I actually feel happy day in, out, day, in, day out because my kids are behaving the way I think they should. My job is just safe and secure and, and getting enough to get by. And, you know, my husband and I, we're not living this 
you know, this deep level of fulfillment, but we're, we're happy because we're, you know, things match the way I think they should be. So I asked her what happens when things don't happen the way mm-hmm. you think they should or the way your ego or the way that society says that it should. And obviously instant fear, instant lack, instant frustration, instant overwhelm. And so that's really where I love diving into these sort of topics because you can start to get a look and see what's driving you. Where are you coming from? Are you coming from a level of unconscious fear, right? So that you, you, you think you're going to grow a business and you think that when you uh, put your voice out there to the world, that you're going to be happy when that happens. And we have this underlying story when that happens, I'll be happy, mm-hmm. right? And so that's really where I start to open up a, a different level of awareness so that people can really start seeing the truth and start looking inside them and say, okay, where is it coming from? Yeah, that's really powerful. And I just love hearing you talk. I, so many of these things I certainly wish I had known 30 years ago. But when I look around in the world, and especially here in Los Angeles, and I don't mean any disrespect to Angelinos, but that is what I see. I see suffering because of it's all based on what kind of car, what kind of house, what kind of, you know, and even the social, I want to talk about the social media thing as well, because I know that's huge for people. But how did that happen? Or has it always happened that we get our validation from what, from external, because does, yeah. the, does a whole lot of the world function that way, Tyson? No, no. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I mean, they can, they can, I'm not, I, I love researching this stuff because I'm not, uh, you know, I've, I've been studying a lot of ancient wisdom. So, mm. so Buddhism and Taoism, and I've, I'm, I'm now known as the guy who's now coupling, you know, ancient wisdom with, with modern day business. And yeah. so I look around and, and a lot of the things that, you know, ancient wisdom is teaching is separating yourself from what culture says you should do. And mm. that's the question I ask myself all the time. When I wake up in the morning and I, I see that, you know, uh, this business that I've created and this online community that I've created, all these different things that I'm excited and passionate about, I'm always asking myself the question of why, why are you doing this? Are you doing this because it's flowing through you and it feels like a calling or do you have this conditioned pattern that says this is what you should do, right? There's a very, very clear difference there because every should is a story. Yeah. If you think you should be doing it, it's because of what others tell you. It's because of the expectations of other people. It's because of what your culture is brought up, says this is what creates happiness, whatever it may be, because you can start to say, is this a should for me? Right? Do I feel like oh, this is just what I should be doing, or is it something that's a calling and something that's a pull, something that is a you know part of your dharma that you don't even know why? You, sometimes you don't even know why. It's just it feels aligned, and that's really where you get into the 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 deep questions of finding out what it is you want to do, you know. And so those are the uh, those are the deep questions you can start really asking yourself, so that you can you can dive in deeper in here. Yeah. But we tend to look externally first, though. Or a lot, a lot of, people of people do. do. A lot of people do. Certainly, I see that over here. And again, I'm not not everybody, but I see that. Like, let's talk about social media posts for a minute. A lot of people are locked up in that. How many likes? How many friends? How many? 
how did you, in this work that you do, do you get people out of that? Because that's yeah, a totally. real hook, isn't it? I mean, a lo- there are people caught up in that for sure, right? Totally. Yeah, totally. Including, including myself. I mean, yeah. so many times I would, uh, I'd have a post and then that I think would do really well. And clearly mm-hmm. I was just looking externally towards something that I wanted to feel internally. That mm-hmm. external validation was granting me the, uh, you know, the, the, the story that says I am who, how other people see me. And if my mm-hmm. post does well, other people will see me as successful. Therefore I will feel successful, right? Yeah. Regardless of what happens. And this really does come down to when we're young, when we're, when we're children, when we're, when we're babies, we, we only have one unconscious fear, right? And that is if I'm not loved, I won't survive. That's mm-hmm. basically it, right? Anyone who has kids know that if, if a baby's not physically loved, they may die, right? It's called failure to thrive syndrome. That's how much yeah. it's hooked in our, in our biochemistry is how much we need that love. And to answer the question of why this has all come about is because if we're asking ourselves that question, we develop strategies as children of what will work, what, who do I need to be and what needs to happen in my life in order for me to attain that love that to my unconscious mind means survival. And in the Western world, what do you think is the, you know, the, the, basically the number one strategy that worked it's achievement. Mm -hmm. It's achievement. If I walk, if I do this thing, if I, uh, beat these other kids in this race, if Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, get A's on this, on this project, you know, if I get into this college, whatever it may be, I'm going to get that love, right? I'm going to get that, 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 hardwired hit that says I'm I get that love now I can survive and so now that's just developed in terms of our adult life and it's moved from I can start to walk and I've done this or I've done this thing in 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 kindergarten and primary school now it's now it's my likes on Facebook now it's the job I have now it's the career and the status and the uh external things it just it, it, it shares the unconscious story that this is what needs to happen in order for me to feel enough. And that's what, that's the pattern I'm, I'm, I'm now highly encouraging people start to look at because I realized I needed that success in order to feel enough, in order to feel loved. And so instead of taking action from that place, what I did was I sat down and when I started doing extended meditations, I actually sat down for six hours in one day, just sat down for six hours in complete silence I know it sounds crazy to some people, but I did that because I felt like if I can't be with myself in silence because, of, because I have fear of what would come up in terms of my thoughts and emotions, how the hell is that a good platform to create a business, a heartfelt business, Yeah, right? a business from a place of vulnerability and openness, right? That's not the platform to do that. I need to face whatever I've been avoiding unconsciously so that I can pour my heart out into the world. And so that's when I sat down for six hours in one day and I just had all this sadness come up and this mm. fear and this uncertainty about money and this uncertainty about where my business is going. I had so much sadness about past relationships I had no clue about. I had no mm. clue that was in me. Wow. But it was able to come up when I sat down and, and 
held a loving, safe space for it all. But as it came up, it came out. And what I started realizing is that's exactly it. Whatever's coming up in you, whatever emotion you're feeling right now and whatever patterns are coming up, it's coming up so it can be released. It's coming up because it's ready to transcend. It's ready to, you're ready to let go of it. But what most people do, especially business owners, is we push that down. We push the emotions down and we avoid them. And therefore they grow unconsciously. And so that's really where I, that was a huge shift for me. And now for about eight or nine months, I've been meditating two hours a day in silence. And I don't think everyone needs to do that. This is just my path that feels my expansion. I don't think everyone needs to do it. Um, but I've just seen such huge results with, with sitting with this stuff instead of avoiding and resisting it. And so that's really where, where this transitions come about. Yeah, lots of good stuff there. And as you were talking about everything you were just saying, of course, the first thing I thought of was we're, we're doomed if we, not doomed, that's a little bit dramatic, but we're not, we're not going to ever get there if we continue to try to fill from the outside was the first thing I thought of that I hear you saying. But as you were talking about, and I knew you meditated a couple of hours a day. I didn't know the story about the six hours a day. I mean, the six hours that one time. But as you were talking about that and creating a business from that, I couldn't help but think about how it is here. And, and one thing that came up was when, we, when we, we push a little harder and we work a little harder. And I mean, we're notorious workaholics. I was a notorious workaholic. And because we think it's that overachieving thing. If I just work later, if I get one more gig, if I can show, you know, inc- build this business. And it seems like there's probably a lot of companies that are coming from a place of push, like I talk about in voice, rather than pull, because they think push is more powerful, just like people do in voice. And pull is powerful. Yeah. And we're starting to, I feel the, the consciousness of the planet is starting to shift. And I feel we need to develop our goals and our businesses in alignment with that shift that's already happening anyway. Mm -hmm. People can start to feel that a lot of this hard work and hustle and push and everything like that is falling out of alignment for everyone. It's falling out of alignment for for most people. Um, And you can feel this when you feel it within yourself, like I need to push in order to feel happy. I need to achieve this in order to feel enough. If that's you then you're probably at the level of consciousness where you need where where it's now in your expansion to sit with it to look within yeah right to be in that space of what you would call pull rather than push and yeah. so the way i sort of describe it so it wraps it up in a bit of an analogy for people is that if you were to see if a 5 year old was to come up to you in a park right if a 5 year old was to come up to you in a park And let's say it's someone else's five-year-old, but let's say they're lost. They don't know where their parents are. And you can see this child, there's a lot of love in their eyes, but they're also really, really scared. They're really, really scared. And so they come up to you for safety. Now, would you say to that five-year-old, go away until you feel better? Mm. Would you say to that five-year-old, it's wrong you're feeling this way? Mm. You need to be feeling something else. You need to be fixed. Mm. Of course we wouldn't. Yeah. But that's what we do to our internal five-year-olds Yeah, when, this, when they come up. That's exactly what's happening. Whether you have fear, doubt, frustration, stress, overwhelm, it's just your internal five-year-old coming to you, coming to the surface that has a belief. 
about what needs to happen with you and what needs to happen in the world in order for you to feel safe, in order for you to feel enough, in order for you to feel loved. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we do to our internal five-year-olds is we push them down. We think we need to be fixed. We think it's wrong and we avoid them. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have the lives we do where we have this goal or this achievement and we say, when that happens, I'll be happy. But when we do, we're very unfulfilled because we've missed the mark. Right? Yeah. We've, 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 we've basically get there and we say, is this all there is? Yeah. Right? And so that's where a lot of, a lot of people come to me and they say, look, I've achieved all of this. Uh, and now I feel so unfulfilled that it wasn't, it won't make me feel the way I thought it would. Are there deeper answers here? And not mm-hmm. only are there deeper answers, but what I found is that you can resolve these internal patterns so that what flows through you is more of your heart. It's more of your calling. It's more of your spirit. And from that place, you can actually achieve so much more because you're actually being led and being guided by something that's a lot bigger than what your, what your ego or your mind can see. And that's really where I think the, the transition's happening a lot for business owners. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Let me ask you this, and I don't want to, I definitely don't want to turn this into something and I don't want to belabor the, the point, but we're recording this, I guess about, I don't know, I think the protests have been going, and of course you're in Australia, obviously, and, you, and you're not here, but there's something that's very, very heavy happening here, and, it, and there's a lot of anger. Is that, is that anger so intense right now because as a collective, it has been shoved down for so long because that's not an acceptable way to be? We don't be angry. What, what are your thoughts on anger? Yeah, I mean... I can, there's, there's many ways of looking at this. You can look at the spiritual side of it. You can look at the, the lineage of it, you know, mm. coming, coming through. You can look at, uh, you know, ancestral type of, uh, it's, it's, you know, what's hooked in our DNA. You can hook, you can, you can go through a lot of different uh, answers and a lot, a lot of different things. What I think is in most people's expansion, what will help the most is helping you, is helping you transition that fear personally, right? Yeah. Because personally, that's what it comes to. Every, all anger, anger is just fear. Everything just comes okay. down to fear. And so personally, you can do a lot. A lot of people look towards the world because they say, if the world was the way I think it should be, I won't feel angry, right? Yeah. Oh, I love and, that. And it's a little bit of an illusion. And here's where people can start to ask themselves this question. It's like, am I trying to shift it because I think that'll make me feel better? Or is it my calling to make that difference? You're going to come from two different places. Yeah, so for example, for sure. I, I help business owners transition these emotional patterns. Mm-hmm. Now, do I do that because I think they should be different? Or do I love them the way they are, love the world the way it is and accept what is, and I'm looking to create that shift because it's my calling, because it's my dharma, because it's flowing through me. This is what my heart's pulling me towards. Very, very different. Right? Very my clients, different. My, my clients can feel that. When my client comes to me, they can feel, I don't have the energy of you need to change. Yeah. Right? And yeah. that's why I'm so resourceful. That's why such huge amounts of change do happen in, those, in the sessions mm-hmm. is because I, know, I, I love them unconditionally and therefore yeah. it opens the safe space for them to love themselves unconditionally. And so I feel when it comes to this, this type of anger, when it comes to anything that's happening externally, you can ask yourself that question, but it first helps to look in. 
It's like, what emotion am I avoiding by trying to change that thing externally? What am I shift? What am I trying to fix out there so that I don't have to feel in here? And what I found is if you feel in here first, the external will change. You'll just bring light to uh, that situation by first of all noticing what's happening within you. Now, let me, let me explain this. When you have any uncomfortable emotion come up, let's say it's anger, if you were to hold a loving safe space for it to be there, if you were to just allow it and welcome it in, what you'll start to notice is one, it actually doesn't feel as bad as I thought it does. And two, you'll start to feel it diminish because all this five-year-old that's coming up, this five-year-old needs is to be seen, is to be heard, is to be understood, is to be loved unconditionally. Because if everyone who's listening right now, if you were to imagine this internal five-year-old you have sitting on your lap, and let's say this uncomfortable emotion is, is fear, is anger, is stress, let's just say this, this five-year-old has that stress or that fear or that worry, whatever it may be. If you were to hold a loving safe space and welcome that five-year-old in, that fear can't continue to exist in a space where it's actually loved, where it's actually Mm -hmm. seen, where it's actually understood. So if you were to imagine yourself holding that space for this internal five-year-old, if they're sitting on your lap and just loving them, no matter what they feel, no matter what they believe, no matter what they think needs to happen or doesn't happen, what you'll find is that you will feel it in your body, but you'll actually welcome it. You'll actually feel it in your body, whether it be your, your, your shoulders, your chest, your stomach, and just allow that feeling to be there. And when you allow it to be there, when you welcome it in, when you actually want it to be there so that you can learn from it, you will start to allow it to dissipate. You'll start to allow mm-hmm. it to move on. And here's why. Because when you hold a loving, safe space for it, when you, when you love that side of you unconditionally, you become the parent that that five-year-old wished they had. Yeah. You become the parent unconsciously that that, that five-year-old wished they had with unconditional love, unconditional safety, unconditional acceptance, and therefore it can transcend. It can, it can move on and it can, uh, it can open up a level of, of vulnerability and safety and honesty where what will also come with is creativity, is flow, is alignment, is your heart's nudge. It's like you access different resources that allow you to go through this journey um, in such a heartfelt way. I just feel like this is the, this is the work that's now in our expansion more than ever yeah. before in, in the past. Yeah. And does the, the, I know a lot of your, I've heard you talk about this inner child a lot is fear and lack. Let's talk about fear and lack for a minute, because I've heard you use that dialogue a little bit here today. Where does that come from? It's basically all the same, all the fear okay. and lack comes to, comes back to this safety it comes back to this, okay. this, this internal this internal five-year-old who has a particular belief yeah a particular particular belief it's different for some people because the strategy that worked for them when they were young and how to get love mm. uh differs a little bit for everyone right we had different caretakers we had different role models we had different people that we craved that love from so everyone's a little bit different so what you'll find is some people want success in order to feel enough right some people may just want security. Some people may just want validation in other ways, mm. right? Some people may want to uh, have everyone um, be happy and they become a, they become a, a people pleaser. 
mm-hmm. right? Many, many different strategies uh, that people use, but basically all of this lack and fear and everything just comes back to that same pattern. Mm-hmm. So you'll hear Tony Robbins talk about this a lot. And this is the number one question I ask people who get on the phone with me who want to have this shift is, who did you have to be in order to achieve that love? Who mm-hmm. did you have to be or not be in order to achieve that love that meant your very survival? And what you'll find if you haven't done a lot of this work before is those, those patterns will come into your life now. It'll, it'll, it doesn't matter at what age. I had a, a client at 67 um, the other day and her whole life has just been panned out with this underlying unconscious story of who she thinks she needs to be in order to achieve uh, love from her mom that didn't give it to her. Wow. Right? So it's, it's, it's deep work. Um, mm-hmm. But with deep work comes, comes deep answers. And oh, for sure. with, those, with those answers, you can, you can move forward and, and you can rock and roll with the life that you're meant to live. Um, that's what I feel from this, this type of work. Yeah. Very powerful. I just see so many people, and I've certainly struggled with this myself, probably still do, working from a place of lack. What's in it for me? What, what do I get? Where's my part? You know, do you, do you guys see that? Do you see that in, in, yeah. in your it's world? All the time. All the well, time. This is, this is, this is where um, every single time I meditate, it's basically shifting from that. I'll start meditating. Mm. And my, my ego, uh, the ego is a beautiful part of you, right? We need to love all sides of us. And the ego is part of that. Yeah. And what I found is that the ego resides in a few stories. It's like more is better. So I need more of this in order to feel better is a story of the ego and also around identity. It's like, this is who I am. Who I am is my job, my title, my name, my gender, whatever. Mm-hmm. Ego really wraps itself in identity. But mostly, especially for people who are achieving and wanting to achieve more, the ego wraps in more is better. I need mm-hmm. more. And therefore, we ask ourselves a question of how do I get that? Well, I'm really starting to shift and I'm encouraging a lot of people create a shift as well is you can actually build a business from the story of what can I give? Mm. What can I give? How can I contribute? And that's why I've started in my online communities. I've started um, collaborative calls where people ask themselves that question. They come to the collaborative calls to build their business, but they build their business as a byproduct of what they can do and how they can serve. And so we have people who are um, who jump on Zoom and they share what their business is about and everyone on the call asks themselves that question of how may I serve? How can I help you? Who can I connect you with? How can we collaborate? How can I just give and, um, and do some sort of and send you some resources, right? And, and everyone's growing their business together collectively as a byproduct of just coming from your heart. And mm-hmm. what you'll find is that it feels aligned, right? When you give yeah. without any expectation of, of what to get back, notice how that feels in your body, right? Notice how that feels in your body. And that's an indication of what your heart is here to do. But what a lot of people operate from is their ego that says, I'll do that if I get this or, yeah. or their, their, their immediate thing is, what can I get? And therefore it comes from a place of lack. Cause if they don't get it, they feel like, um, they feel like they don't have what they need in order to feel the way they want. Yeah. That's really good. And you said a word in there that I talk about all the time. You said expectation. And I believe that expectation is the death of communication, but we function in expectation. It goes back to that, what you said on the first part of the call about this is the way I need the world to look to be okay. 
is that totally. what happens with the expectations too? Yeah. Yeah. Expectations just your ego. And here's the cool yeah. thing. It's like, I have myself this story of if this happens, I'll be happy. Yeah. But really question that because if, if you're this, if you want to tap into more of your spirituality, if you want to tap more into this, this collective, this divine energy, this, you know, whatever you want to call it that connects all of us, whether it be the Tao, whether it be uh, Christ consciousness, oneness, whatever it may be, if you want to tap into that, that energy, then who are you to say what should or shouldn't happen? Mm-hmm. Your ego thinks if this happens, then that's, that's the best thing, right? Yeah. If, this, if this happens, I'll be better off. How the hell do you know that? Right. But if you tap into this knowing like, I'm just going to operate from my heart of what feels aligned and whatever happens is meant to happen. You start operating from a place of, I'm just going to let the universe have the outcomes that I, that is, is, is in the collective interest. And I'm just going to love everything. I'm just going to love all outcomes mm-hmm. knowing that I'm guided, right? yeah. knowing that, knowing that I'm guided from my heart. And if I just listen to what feels good, what feels aligned, mm-hmm. what feels expansive, then I'm going to actually tap into that energy that says, okay, this is your guidance. This is your next move. Yeah. Right. And so that's really what I'm starting to find. I actually, when I started journaling this morning, I actually, time, time again, I start writing down, how the hell do you know that? Because mm-hmm. my mind, my ego thinks if you, if you do well on, if you do uh, this interview, this is how you're going to do it well. Or this is what's best. This is what's best for you. Or if you contact this person and they contact you back, that's what's best. Or if you get this client and you make ten grand, then that's best as well. How the hell do I know that? How the hell do I know if I don't lose ten grand now, I'm not going to transcend something emotionally that offers a huge release that allows me to make a hundred grand and more impact in two years? How the hell do we know, right? I love that so much. And so much of psychology of the voice is in that realm. I have people that, and I want to link in controlling the outcome with people that are so locked up with getting the words right. And I literally work from a place and teach from a place of, I trust and know. I trust and know that the right words are going to, that what I need to say to you and my people right now will be here. And, and we get locked up in this, so many of them. I want you to speak to the people that are trying to control the outcome and trying to, I mean, I think that's what I hear you talking about, but I want to expand on that a little more because everybody that comes to me, they're trying to get the words right. And I always say, what if you already do get them right? But we, mm-hmm. we're, we get locked up in... I've got like what you were saying, I've got to get this $10,000 job and I, this interview has got to go well. And people do that with words too. Yeah. But I, I don't work from that place and I don't teach from that place either. Yeah. That's probably, that's probably why everyone in, in, in who's associated with you gets results it's yeah. because, <laughs> it's because they, they, you separate yourself from that, right? You separate yeah. yourself from that outcome. Yeah. Uh, and here's the way this, here's the way I, I uh, I'll tap more into the voice soon because I think that's really cool. Yeah. But here's the way that I see it. It's like if my if everything goes the way I think it should, yeah. then I'm working from only my mind. Yes. Because my, my mind can see what's going to happen. My mind wants to know 
these six steps are going to lead to this seventh mm-hmm. uh, outcome, right? If, if all those six steps happen and then I get that seventh outcome, then I'm only tapping into my ego because that's what my mind can see. But if I delegate the outcome to the universe, if I delegate to to whatever happens is meant to happen, I open myself up to unlimited possibilities and therefore I open myself up to whatever my path is, whatever my heart's guiding me towards. Mm -hmm. And your heart will always guide you in a way that's expansive, Mm -hmm. in a way that's expansive for you and for everyone else in a way that allows you, allows you your song to, get, to spread out to the world, mm-hmm. right? that inner voice, that inner dharma. Your heart will lead you to that, but that, that requires you to not know all of the steps and not know the outcome. Yeah. Because right? your, your heart is like a GPS in your car. It'll just give you that one next direction. Right? You don't mm-hmm. get into your car and say, hey, I need to get here, and it'll give you 13 steps straight up and say, yep, go. No, it'll say, turn left. Yeah. And I'll say, turn right, right? It'll give you one direction at a time, yeah. but it won't give you all of the steps. Right. So your heart will guide you in that way. It'll say, this feels aligned, right? This feels aligned. This feels expansive. Yeah. And then when you follow those steps, your mind won't know why you're taking that step, but your heart will feel expansive when you do that. And it's a completely different way to go about your goals and your life and your business. But that's what I find is when you tap into that, that oneness, you tap into that divine energy, you tap into more of spirit consciousness. Mm-hmm. And therefore you're being, because you're being led by something that's a lot bigger, a lot more powerful than what your mind can see. And that's why this type of work takes a lot of knowing. It takes a lot of trust is yeah. because of that. And even for the voice, I'll go back to the voice because a lot of your listeners are uh, yeah, you know, tapping into that, that goal is for me, what I found is that more vulnerability and openness and rawness is what connects people. So if you get everything right, if you get all of the words right, it's what your ego thinks it should sound like, yeah. not what's actually true. Mm. I, I do this all the time with my coaching calls. I'll, I'll do um, just free group coaching calls on Zoom for the online community. I have no clue what I'm going to say. Like, like right. we, we just do that. Yeah. I know if I'm, if I'm just tapped into whatever happens is meant to happen, what flows through is so raw yeah. and vulnerable and, and honest. And sometimes I'm like, I've got no clue what I'm going to say next. Yeah. And, and that's because you, you have this deep, deeper level of knowing and trust. If I was to do it word for word and do it like a script, but that's what my ego thinks it should be like. Yeah. What do you think other people are going to see? They're not going to see the rawness, the vulnerability. They're not going to connect in a different way. So always question what your ego thinks should happen in order for you to get it, quote unquote, right, for you to feel successful or whatever it may be, and just question that. Yeah. And that is exactly why when people get up in their heads and start thinking, their voice flatlines because that's all control and ego and and thinking and you know, I, as you were, as you were, I love that. I love everything you said. I'm literally going to make everybody I know listen to this because that's it right there in a nutshell. But it made me think of a saying I used to say all the time, don't put God in a box because it's mm-hmm. always this or something better. You know, I tell the story all the time when I wanted the lead in the movie and it got down to me and this other girl and I was going to die if I didn't get this lead and I didn't get it. 
But three days later, I became the spokesperson for a fortune, one of the biggest fortune 500 companies in the world and worked every day for a year. You know, it's always this or something better. If we can just let go of the control. Totally. Controlling the outcome because we don't know. <laughs> we, you know, we, we think we know, but we really don't is what you I think hear you. you know, and you think you need to know. Yes. That's, yes. That's, that's what I find is, is a lot of people are, are stuck in. They're like, not only do I, not only do I want to know, I think I need to know. Yeah. And I think it's Byron Katie. Byron Katie said that, uh, you know, the, the definition of, of insanity is thinking you need what you don't have because yeah. you don't have it now and you're completely okay. Totally. Totally. Right. Totally and right. so it's just a story. It's just a belief. And so if you, if you want, I can go through some steps um, that people can follow in order to make this transition within themselves um, so they have something to follow, so they have something to work through. Because I know this is a lot for people, um, but if you have us, if I, if I can give just three or four yeah. steps. Yeah, oh, I'd love it. People. Love it. Um, Thank you. So one thing, if you're listening to this, no doubt you're going to have, you're having some uncomfortable emotions coming up. Uh, the first real step in, in, in creating this shift within yourself is to, like I said before, welcome it in. It's to just welcome it and just and allow it to be there. You're welcoming it in the same way you would welcome that five-year-old in the park, right, with unconditional love, unconditional safety, so that you can hear, see, you know, feel this, this, this feeling. And so when you welcome it in, step two is to feel it in your body. Be very, very conscious of where you feel it in your body. Is it your head, your shoulders, your chest, stomach, legs? Is it a bit all over, whatever it may be? And as you feel it, describe it in detail. So if you're feeling an uncomfortable emotion right now, welcome it in, allow it to be there and describe it in detail. Do you feel, so I feel fear a lot in my stomach. So mm-hmm. some days I'll wake up and I'll feel this anxiety or fear in my stomach. And so I wake up and I allow it to be there and I describe it in detail. Does it feel heavy? Does it feel empty? Does it feel jagged? Does it feel hot? Mm. Right? Is it moving? Is it pulsating? And you might want to exaggerate the, the physical sensations a little bit so that you can get this in detail, so you can describe it to yourself. Uh, and that will, uh, that will basically allow it to be there. And what you'll find is that because you've dropped all resistance to it, you'll drop the harshness around it. Mm. And you'll just allow it to be there and you can actually just hold it for as long as it needs to, mm-hmm. as long as it needs to be there. Right, this five-year-old that's in you just needs to be seen, and the more you see it, the more it just starts to dissipate. But how it comes about and the time frame is not important. In fact, that's outside your control. Yeah, right. That's outside your control. So recognize you don't actually have to do anything with it. You don't have to move it on. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to. You don't have to shift something or reframe so that it will leave. You're actually holding that space for it to be there for as long as it needs to. In my, in my experience, if you were to hold an emotion for and, and drop all resistance, generally they'll leave and generally they'll move on in a matter of 90 seconds. But some may take three minutes, 30 minutes, uh, three hours, three days. It doesn't matter. Mm. All you have to do, because you've dropped resistance to it, you can actually hold it there and you can allow it to be there and just welcome it and love it. Yeah. 
and then it'll move on in its own time when it's meant to. You can you can delegate that to the universe. So once you've once you've done step two, and that's just to actually describe it in detail and feel it. Step three is to really just hear and love this side of you and ask yourself the question of what are you here to teach me? Mm-hmm. And ask yourself the question of what is it that you're trying to say? Mm-hmm. What is this five-year-old trying to tell you? It'll be a core message of something along the lines of I'm scared. Mm. I feel lost. I feel stuck. I want to be loved. Mm-hmm. I want to be heard. Something like that. And so just listen to this five-year-old. Allow the safe space for it to be there. The more you do that and the more you feel it, not so that it will leave, but so that you can share that side of you with love. Step four is just to allow it to transcend and then, and then uh, reach a deeper level of peace within yourself because that deep level of peace will come through with more guidance. It'll, come, it'll, it'll access different resources of mm. deeper levels of love, deeper levels of peace, deeper levels of heart's guidance, deeper levels of creativity, deeper levels of flow. Mm. And that's really what it access. So step one is to really just welcome it in, right? welcome it in and just surrender to what is. Step two is to feel it, to describe it in detail in your physical body and just allow the physical sensations to be there. Step three is to just hear this five-year-old. What's the core message? What's the core message that this five-year-old is trying to tell you? And when that moves on, what you'll find is that step four is you can access different levels of resources. And that's what actually where I build my business from now is that flow, that creativity, mm. that alignment right? That the, the high levels of resources will flow through you because you've transcended uh, that pattern, that emotion. And it's, yeah. really, it's such a cool transition, such a cool process. Um, what I find is you'll, you'll feel that that feels very expansive. It's very scary, but it also feels expansive. And so that's what I feel is in, in every, a lot of people is, that's in, in their expansion now to do that in the work. Well, it sounds like there's more ease to it as well. That sounds like there's, I mean, yeah, the work for sure, but that there's ease around things just coming to you rather than ramming the round peg in the square hole. Yeah, totally. It's, it's the reason why it's ease is because it's happening anyway. You're just allowing yeah. it to. When I yeah. sat down, when I sat down for six hours, I was just, I just sat there. I was like the channel and yeah. I was just allowing it to flow through. It's like, this has nothing to do with me, Yeah, but it's just flowing through. I just allowed it to flow through. And I started recognizing that all this sadness and guilt and frustration and doubt, like that's coming up, but that was in me anyway. Whether I was going to consciously or unconsciously recognize it, whether I was going to avoid it or resist it, whatever, that's still in me. That's still running my decisions, my actions, my moods, my relationships, my health. That's that's in me. And I just sat there six hours and I I was just the space. I was just the space that allowed it to come up, allowed it to move on. And just that in complete surrender, complete allowing. And that's just really the, the, the space. And, and the reason why it's easy is because you can feel unconscious, you can feel uncomfortable emotions and still feel peace. I felt sadness mm. about past relationships and I was crying. Mm-hmm. And while I was crying, feeling sad, I also felt peace because yeah. I was totally okay with feeling sad. Yeah. I was totally okay with feeling fear. I was totally fine with feeling stress. And this is what we deeply need. And mm-hmm. the reason why I know this is true for everyone as well is because we enjoy sad movies. Mm. If we enjoy sad movies, 
we actually enjoy being sad. Mm-hmm. It's just when we're watching a movie, we're not wrapped in the story of what it means. We actually give ourselves permission to feel. Yeah. And that's why it feels good to even feel sad when you're watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Why can't you feel peace and good about feeling sad with your life or feeling angry or frustrated and just allow it to be there recognizing that it's an internal child that needs to be loved, that needs to be transcended and, and, and that needs to be heard. And when you do that, you really do start to shift the way your external life starts to pan out. Yeah. And do we do that because that's how we're, that's the cultural norm. And that's, you know, I thought about boys don't cry, you know, is it that we're just trained to just be happy, just, you know, I mean, like I talk about all the time, how I was not allowed to be angry as a child. It wasn't on, it didn't, you didn't do that in my home. And if you did, you only did it once because you never wanted the repercussions of that again. And it was all my siblings. It drove my older sister insane. I mean, just nuts that she could never say, I don't like that. But that's, you know, so is it conditioning that we just shove it down and shove it down and just keep pushing because that's better? Yeah, it's a cultural story that we have that we shouldn't feel upset. And and we shouldn't feel uncomfortable. We shouldn't feel fear. my thing is, why do we feel it? Why would yeah. we feel it if we're not meant to, right? Is because that's the story we're telling ourselves. And the story is, if I'm, like I said, if the five-year-old's coming to you in the park and they're feeling sad, it's like, go away until you feel better. Or it's, it's mm-hmm. wrong you're feeling this way. And it's just the, it's just the cultural story we've been telling ourselves. And, it's, mm-hmm. and we're starting to find the repercussions from that, right? Yeah. And, oh, and yeah. we're, we're pushing, we're pushing all of that down. And so this is why I start, this is what I find is like a compound effect. It's like, not only are you feeling sad, you're feeling sad about the fact of feeling sad. Yeah. Not only are you angry, but you're angry that you're angry, mm-hmm. right? Or that you're, you're, especially anxiety or stress, you're stressed because you're stressed. You're anxious because you're anxious. And it's a compound effect. Mm-hmm. How, you, how you completely shift that pattern is allow yourself to feel that. Yeah. If you, if you welcome that emotion and, you, and you're completely okay with feeling sad, You'll feel it, it'll transcend, it'll move on, and then you'll feel something else, right? It's, it's crazy the way we've, we're told and we're conditioned. Like me too. I, I grew up and whenever I felt sad, someone would try and make me happy. Mm, whenever, I was, mm-hmm. whenever, whenever I felt uncomfortable, someone would try and make me feel safe. And now I'm like feeling upset and, and you know, frustrated, whatever, in my business. I'm like, where's my mom to make me feel better, uh. right? Yeah. Unconsciously, that's what my brain's doing. It's like, I need to feel better. Yeah. Who, what, what do I need to shift to make me feel better? Because that's the way I'm conditioned. Yeah. What I'm wow. finding is that two, hour, two hours a day in silence, I'm sitting there and I'm just feeling everything, everything mm-hmm. that comes up in terms mm-hmm. of the sadness, the stress, the worry. And therefore, I completely shift the pattern with now I'm okay with whatever happens. Mm-hmm. Now I'm okay with whatever happens externally and internally. And now I just reach a deeper level of peace every single day because of this inner work, because I love all sides of me. And here's one way to describe it. It was once in our expansion to work hard and to hustle and everything like that. That's why 80s, even after the World War, right, it was in our expansion to go out and work hard and find external success and all those different things. That's why it was people's hearts calling then. It's not anymore. I find a lot of people are now in their, it's what's in their expansion is I, the, I'm not going to succeed because of my hard work. Those who now succeed are going to be uh, are those who love the side of them that can fail. 
Yeah. Those who are now making the most amount of money are going to love the side of them that can go broke. Mm. Right? Those who get the most external validation are those who love the side of them that can be judged. Mm. Really, it is a completely different, uh, it's a completely different shift. But I find that whatever's triggering us externally is a direct highway of where we need to look internally to love ourselves. Yeah. You're being triggered by what's happening in politics or, or in, in the external world in your business or whatever it may be is just a complete highway. It's a complete directory to what side of you, what five-year-old you need to love unconditionally, whether it be mm. to do with finances, health, relationships, whatever it may be, you need to love that side of you. And you can simply just do that work that I just described, those four steps of just walking through, mm-hmm. uh, walking through it and just doing it time and time again, just welcoming everything that comes up. Yeah. I love what you said about the the vessel. And I've always said, people say, how do you hear? Why you, how do you hear? I just, I'm a vessel. I can explain it and I can't explain it. You know, it's just about connecting to that. It's And it was not like that when I tried to teach like other people. And I talk about that to the listeners all the time. I tried to do the way everybody else did and it didn't work. And then when I said, okay, I, this sounds crazy, but I can dissect your sounds but when I went with it, then it became this vessel, you know, it just, and that, beca- then it was clear what my purpose was. And it makes me think that a lot of this noise and emotion and all this junk that we're talking about, could that be keeping people from realizing their purpose? Yeah. This all comes down to understanding more of your purpose. That's why people basically are doing this work now is because they're like, they're asking themselves the deeper questions of what am I here to do? Mm-hmm. What am I here to contribute? Mm-hmm. Right? What, what is my purpose here? And I find that answering that is very, very hard when you're avoiding these different sides yeah. of you. When you're avoiding and resisting uh, these five-year-olds, yeah. it's very, very hard to understand the answers of that question of what's my purpose? What am I here to do? What do I want to contribute? What's the difference I want to make in the world? But once you start doing this, once it's, starts flowing through once you start transcending these patterns you will feel your heart's nudge that says do this mm-hmm. or connect with this person or release this bit of content or mm-hmm. grow this business or partner and collectively uh, collaborate with this person and it will feel aligned because you're now getting guidance that's from something that's a lot deeper something that's yeah. towards your heart because you've now started to transcend a lot of those things that were to do with your ego you're now starting to operate from spirit consciousness right? So a a space where you're like, even those who are trying to find the right words, like Mm -hmm. you said before, those who are trying to, uh, you know, master their voice and and project their voice out into the world in a a way that's vulnerable and honest and authentic. For you to have that voice flow through in an authentic way, that's very, very tough when you're pushing these sides down, right? Because what's coming through is a filter of what I think should happen and what I think needs to happen in order for me to feel safe or enough or worthy or loved rather than just what's vulnerable and open and honest mm-hmm. and, and actually authentic. But you'll find what feels authentic to you when you do this work. It, it's such a game changer, but you'll feel it in your heart. You'll feel it in, in, in like a calling. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it, it takes a bit of courage to then follow through with that. Yeah. But definitely sounds more effective than what we would tend to want to do, which is take more action. Yes. Well, I'll go try that. 
or I'll go get that degree. Or, you know, I mean, that was me. I was notorious. Let me just get another degree. I don't use any of them. (laughs) I don't use any of them, right? Okay, so I know I'm not going to be able to keep you much longer. So let me, I want to pivot really quick. And I want you to talk about, go back to this, this group that you have and how it's all about giving. Talk to us a little, what it's called the, Sacred. The, the group, the, the Facebook group's called Connect, Contribute, Collaborate. Yeah, uh, it's not the most it's not the most effective name to 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 remember on a podcast, uh, but it's Connect, Contribute, Collaborate. I'm sure you put the link somewhere. Yeah, it's basically this is what flowed through me after my meditations. Mm-hmm. Is just to expand this group, is to grow it, is to uh, is to serve and fall in love with serving. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the people that have been attracted to that type of work has really flowed through. I, I grew, I grew the Facebook group a few years ago, and um, it, it just was stagnant for a long time until I started doing this deep inner work, mm-hmm. and and uh, and that's what poured through me. My mind didn't know why. Like, it's, mm-hmm. my calling just said, my heart just said, build this Facebook group, mm-hmm. and 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 fall in love with serving them, and so that's what I did, and so. Um, basically it's heart-centered business owners who are all collaborating, who are not only doing this deep inner work, but who are coming together in a way to serve, in a way to really contribute, in a way to really help. And so there's the, there's the, the group coaching calls, the free group coaching calls. Well, we just talk about this stuff mm-hmm. day in, day out. And we do deep inner work. Um, then we do have the collaborative calls where people collaborate together and they ask themselves those questions of how may I serve? Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're also coming together to contribute to some really worthy causes around the world. Um, and that's a part about giving back. And so uh, I think it was a couple of months ago, we did an event where we contributed over 5,600 bowls of rice to children in Vietnam who have been saved from trafficking and slavery. And, wow. and every single month, um, the, the group just contributes to, um, you know, planting trees in Kenya and, and, and um, you know, giving uh, seeds to nourish kids in Malawi and families in Malawi and, uh, and giving um, kids schooling and housing and in, in, in um, Zimbabwe, all these really cool, all these really, really cool um, worthy causes. We basically are able to come together and contribute to those sort of things. And that puts us in a state of giving, puts us in a state of gratitude, puts us in a state of collective oneness and building your business from that place, from that expansive spirit consciousness is what I find is now being in a huge area of growth. And it's, it's really where business is moving towards because that's what the collective consciousness is doing anyway on this planet. Mm-hmm. I find when you tap into it, the world will respond in, in, into, the, uh, into the, the shifts you create internally. Yeah. That's so amazing. And can anybody join that group, Tyson? Yes. Yes. Anyone can join. Anyone can join. Um, don't necessarily have to be a business owner, but if you do, you'll, you'll probably uh, find a lot of really worthy connections and things in there. People in there, I just fall in love with the members every single mm-hmm. time. People reach out and they, they join the group and they say how much they've, they've contributed and how much they've got out of it and how much they've put into it as well. And so um, like the, the group's grown to over, I think it's over 1.1 thousand members now. Wow. And, it's, um, and it's just growing organically because people are getting so much value from it. Yeah. And it's just, it's just such a pleasure to be able to serve in that way. And to just, I'm just really the host of the, the, the energy that's in there. And so, uh, yeah, it's, I, I just, I just love it. And I think 
it's really crazy the way I used to build a business from that from that place of scarcity and fear mm-hmm. and lack. And mm-hmm. now it's just from such a place of abundance of what the hell is possible? What the hell can yeah. we do? Together? It's, it's what I call the platform of possibility. It's like, what is, how good can this get? How, what, can we, what can we create and what can, what can happen? And therefore, magic starts to create itself. And yeah. so I think that if you're, if you're looking to inject that into your business or your life's goals, then yeah, definitely reach out, definitely say hi, definitely uh, join the group. And um, I'm happy to navigate people through how they can benefit from it. And he's amazing. I mean, this guy is, it's just, after our first conversation, just starts plugging people together. It's really a gift of yours, I believe. Now, so we've got that group and I'm going to put all the links in the show notes. So guys, don't worry. I'll give you all the links, but then you also have a podcast. Totally. Tell us the name of the show. So it's called Awaken Your Business. This is where we just do this deep inner work of, of, you know, not only do we couple like ancient wisdom with modern day business, but we do, we do this deep inner work and, and mm. with philosophies as well. Mm-hmm. So I walk people more through the transition of how to do this in their life, how they can start to uh, manifest what they want in their life and what's really holding people back, the things that people aren't really talking about. And, um, and just being in a space of serving from that place. So if you have a business, if you have uh, large goals and you want to contribute more to the world, uh, then this is the podcast to do that, that deep inner work and to start really, um, you know, creating a different relationship with those emotions that are coming up so that you can serve from your heart, so you can contribute at deeper levels. And so you can do what you're here to do in the world. I think that's what's, uh, what's most important. Oh, for sure. For sure. And then how do you work with people? Do you work, I know you work with solo clients, but do you have groups as well? Or tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Yeah, so the, the group work I do is, um, that's just all complimentary for being in the, mm. in, the uh, in the Facebook group. Um, we do weekly, weekly calls and anyone can jump on there. And that's why I just coach, coach live and, uh, and, and just inject a lot of what I'm going through in my meditations and what the insights that I'm reaching and, and helping people do the same. Yeah. Um, but besides that, I do, I do the, I do one-on-one clients mm. as well. I do one-on-one work with people and, really helping them tailor their, their unique, uh, shift. And if they're, if they can't necessarily notice, uh, some, some patterns, it's generally because it's unconscious. And one of the biggest gifts, uh, just as a byproduct of me doing this deep inner work and meditating two hours a day is I can very, very quickly identify someone's unconscious story that they can't see in themselves Mm. because I do it so often with myself. Not only do I get coached, I think it's really important, but I hold Mm. the space so much for myself and recognize the stories within my own uh, mind that I can very, very quickly highlight what they're not seeing and what Mm. they can work through. So that's just, if people need that work, then that's what I help them do in a one-on-one setting. Let me ask you one more question. You've given us so much. I I hate to even ask, but I know what my listeners might be thinking. So I'm going to ask you one more little question and then I know I have to let you go. But You've talked about this six-hour meditation, this two-hour meditation. What can you tell the person who's going, I don't have two hours. I don't have six yeah. hours. Where do they start? Yeah, this is a really, really cool topic. Um, it's, it's different for everyone. What's in, what, my question would be, what feels expansive? Meaning, what feels scary to your ego? The reason why I sat down for six hours is because it, it felt goddamn scary but mm-hmm. also recognize how it also felt expansive. It's like to do that, I have to let go of a lot of stories. 
I have to, I have to let go a lot of different sides of me and transcend a lot of patterns just in order to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. So what feels scary to your ego is what also feels very, very expansive to your spirit, to your heart, to your soul. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's different for everyone. What's in my expansion isn't necessarily an expansion for someone else. Like, I, like on the weekend, I'd meditate like at least at least three hours a day. Sometimes it's four um, because this is my work. This is what I do. This yeah. is what I am pulled to, right? But for someone, it could be in their expansion for five minutes. Just sit mm. there and just allow fear to be there. Just allow sadness to be there. Just yeah. welcome it in and love that side of them. That could be in a huge level of expansion for them, right? Just for five minutes just to sit down and breathe with it. And just allow the universe to do what it's doing through you. Uh, I find that can be very, very much in someone's expansion. And then to just explore that. If you go five minutes and it feels expansive to keep going, then do that. Keep going. Keep going for as mm -hmm. long as you need. Um, it's, it really is the deep work of sitting in silence that transitions a lot of these patterns. And I, I believe, you know, there's, there's really famous quotes all over the place, but I really do believe that any challenge any problem you have can really be solved by just sitting in silence, yeah. just by sitting in silence and just being, being that space for yourself. Um, so if it, if it feels expansive for you to sit down and to just sit in silence for a minute, and then you have to break away a lot of stories and a lot of patterns that says, I can't do this. I shouldn't be doing this. I should be doing something else. And you feel that guilt and whatever, allow it to be there. And just, just mm -hmm. welcome it and, um, and start that journey. Yeah. Okay, that's great advice. Anything else you want to leave us with? Yeah, I mean, you're I giving us so much. I know you could you, you could sit here and talk to us all day long, and yeah. I know I have to let you go. I mean, you've given us so much, but yeah. thank you so much for coming on the show. This is so valuable. I know the listeners have loved this, and and while I knew our work was aligned, I didn't even realize to what degree it was. I really even understand that on a whole nother yeah. level after our conversation today. So totally. thank you so much for your time and knowledge. Uh, thanks so much for having me. It's, it's awesome to be here. And I, I thank you for inviting me on. And it's, I'm always humbled whenever someone invites me to, to talk in their group or, or on their podcast or whatever it may be. Cause um, yeah, this is just what I do for as, as a love, as a passion. And um, it's, it's just a pleasure to, to, you know, reach more and more people to, with this work. So I thank you. And if, if, you're, if you're listening to this on, on the podcast, I, I just really recommend just for a few minutes just to breathe, just mm. to feel this sort of uh, this energy within you and allow your emotions to be there. And uh, you will see huge, huge levels of shift. Um, so if you, if you want more details and you're on this podcast, just, just type in the search of Awaken Your Business and, yeah. um, and jump on if you want to dive in deeper on that. But Tracy, I mean, this is it's what you're doing here is so cool, and what you're doing in terms of helping people spread the word of their voice and do it in an authentic and vulnerable and you know creative way is just so so cool. So thank you so much for the work you're doing, and um, thanks for having me. Oh, thank you, thank you so much, and thank you, listeners. I really do appreciate you. But that's it for today. I'm going to wrap it up, and until I see you next time, you know what to do: get out there and speak your truth. Just. Do it beautifully. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at captivatetheroom.com and be sure to grab the voice formula. 
a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. 